I'm Darren Garhi, and you're listening to The Laughs of Your Life, the podcast where I talk to influential people about laughter. From their first memories of laughter, to the person they always laugh with, to the first time they felt laughed at. With no backing track whatsoever, sang the entire song of Ironic by Alanis Morissette. No, you but you know, But you know the way it's like, um, it's like, isn't it ironic? Don't you think? <laughs> and then like the pauses and like the swallowing. And they're too ironic. And then like me and my sister are looking at each other they're like, and yeah, we really do think. It's like, <laughs> I can see it. I can completely oh. see it. Irish actor Amy DeVroom, Line of Duty star and maternity rights activist, is my guest on the podcast this week. She talks to me about sanitary towel downpours, why getting Line of Duty was different to getting any other job, and how her sister's cancer diagnosis changed her family. I'm delighted to tell you that this season of the Laughs of Your Life podcast is brought to you by FNF Fashion at Tesco. Dare I say it, I'm almost afraid to say it in case I jinx it, but I think we're coming into that time of year where you might not need a jacket, or if you do need one, it's just a light one. FNF are brilliant for those kind of jackets, the ones you throw over a little dress and runners, or a shirt and a pair of jeans. I got a khaki one last week that I know I'll wear into the ground. So if you're in the market for one, pop into FNF and step out in style this spring. You can find your nearest FNF store at tesco.ie forward slash store locator. And now for my chat with Amy DeVroon. I hope you enjoy. Amy DeVroon, you are extremely <laughs> welcome to the Laughs of Your Life podcast. Yes, thank you very much for having me. We were solving the um, kind of science of uh, antibiotics there a moment ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. That's just, and I think we're pretty qualified to do so. So thank God. Think we cracked it? Yeah, thank God we sorted all that out. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm afraid my voice might go halfway through. But for the moment, we're fine. We're doing well. Uh, Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Not at all. I mean, I yeah, it was the constant calling was a bit much. And then when I saw Michael Bublé was on, I was like, fine, okay. Obviously, she knows like what she's doing. I guess. (laughs) Oh, look, it was a great day with Michael. But I am delighted to be here with you because I've been an admirer for a long time. Oh, thank you. And I'm very excited to hear about The Last of Your Life. Oh, good. So shall we get straight into it? Yes, go on. Amy Daroon, your yes. first memory of laughter. So my first memory of laughter, and weirdly, this seems kind of, yeah, meant to be because it actually, the memory came up the other day because it was April Fool's Day. My first memory of laughter was actually making a card for my mother on April Fool's Day and... I think I was about eight years old. I'm sure I had many a laugh before that, but this was just like a moment, I think, that was kind of very indicative of my humour and, <laughs> and yes, my very strange sense of humour that I feel like only I understand. <laughs> um, so the card was for April Fool's Day. So on the front of the card, it said, uh, I just called to say, and then you open it up inside, I am dying. <laughs> now, bear in mind, eight-year-old child. Eight-year-old child. Now, not only did it say, I am dying, but it also had a face with tears streaming down it and a grave. No! And a grave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually saw this on Instagram the other day. And then you opened it again a third time, like so, like, precise. And it was like, happy April Fool's Day. Just like... But like, I definitely have that sort of weird, like dark sense of humor. And I'm like, oh God, it was always there. Like, it was just this weird... 
yeah it's very strange and yeah oh god and, and I just felt like my poor mother as well being like are you <laughs> did I create we, this yeah did I create like do we need to get you some professional help or are you feeling okay <laughs> I saw this on Instagram it looked like something out of a horror movie yeah it really did and the writing wasn't even sort of like neat or like really no. well done or like you know bubble writing or anything cool like that it was literally just like scrawled <laughs> I just called to say I'm dying <laughs> Mom. <laughs> jokes. Yeah, jokes. LOL, JK. JK, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, talk to me about your childhood and laughter within it then. Was it fun? Did you laugh? Yes, I think so. Like, we, like it's it's five sisters. So, yeah. it, like, I just remember, yeah, it was always fun. We were always messing about. We were always playing. And actually, that's the other thing as well in our family is, like, we're desperate jeers like we will slag each other over everything and I am the second youngest yes so literally I am like put in front of everyone to be ridiculed the entire time so yeah it's like it was always fun it was always good crack it was always nothing too serious that's what I always feel like about being a kid in our house and and it was it was like like sorry mom it was chaos like we always (laughs) say it was just mental because the age range is like the youngest there's 13 years between the youngest and the eldest like you know the way you'll have your little roles in the family yes I always feel you might feel this as well as being one of the younger ones that you're kind of you're kind of there to just kind of like break the tension totally yeah. make them laugh make them sing oh my you know? god <laughs> yeah. and if you can do that you feel like the coolest kid oh ever. yeah and also that was really because there was between me and the next one up uh, there's three and a half years and she used to always be just like poor Ashing, like 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 we get on great now but there was a time like in, in teenage life when she was just like just like walk behind me do not like look at me like why are you here I used to like call to her like I was in first year and she was in fifth year and I used to just call to like her classroom door and I'd be like hey and she'd be like what are you doing here and I'd be like yeah just do you do you have lunch today or like are you did mom give you a roll or like trying to like make conversation with the cool sister how often was like a pride and prejudice reference made about your family Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, all of those kind of references were like, uh, and actually I'm the fourth girl. So my mum said, that's why she called me Amy from like Little Women, like yes. those kind of references. And actually uh, my my mum said when she gave birth to me, the doctor had actually said, oh Jesus, he said, you'll have santry tails falling on your head for the next <laughs> For the next however many years. And she said she didn't remember it until one day she opened the classroom cabinet and poof, and she's like, oh. well, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Okay, Amy, the first time you felt laughed at. This is actually another family reference. I was trying to think of things like, you know, awful like discos and stuff like that. And that's <laughs> like, yeah, we all have them. But actually, I do remember at my Nana and Granda's 50th wedding anniversary you know one of those function room jobs and all the cousins and everything go along <laughs> or whatever and I had just I was at that really awkward point of like I just it was the summer I just made my confirmation so I was obviously going into first year pre-pubescent pre-pubescent but yeah. sort of like things were stirring and you're just you're just gross and like it was like I just even remember like I was wearing my confirmation outfit which was this sort of weird like a long dress <laughs> Like with the like t-shirt underneath it and the hairband and the curls in my hair. Like I don't, and I remember like my excuse for wearing a dress to my confirmation because it wasn't cool. I remember saying to my friends, like I was like, yeah, no, it's just like, that's kind of like the last time I can like legitimately wear a dress, you know, like, cause like now I'm going to be an adult. So I'll just wear it for my confirmation. Like, that's so like, true. <laughs> oh my God, it's so true of that stage. Yeah. It's so awkward. You're not yeah. a child, but you're not a teenager. And you're kind of, so then they were like, oh, we're going to do like, does anyone want to do a party piece? And I had recently gotten the Alanis Morissette um, oh album from no. my sister, Jagged Little Pill. Like, <laughs> I think for my confirmation. 
So me and my younger sister, poor like Sarah, definitely dragged her up into this. And I was like, with no backing track whatsoever, sang the entire song of Ironic by Alanis Morissette. No, you but you know, but you know the way it's like, um, it's like, isn't it ironic? Don't you think? <laughs> and then like the pauses and like the swallowing. And the other two are ironic. And then like me and my sister are looking at each other like, and yeah, we really do think. It's like, <laughs> I can see it. I can completely oh, see it. Yeah. A little I, oh. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I really do think. <laughs> it's like, like, oh no. Yeah, and I still kind of look back and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. You know, like in the, like, yeah, three in the morning, the kind of shake of like, oh God. Did anyone, everyone saw that. Yeah. And all the adults have to be like, yeah, yeah. Well, well done, aren't you great for getting up there? Like, thanks, gang. Oh my oh God. God. Yeah. You, you really painted the picture there. I, yeah. I, I was in it's, your prepubescence body. I know, because you have to be in that body singing that song at that event for it all to come together with all types of mort. Like, like it's just so mortifying. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful yeah. job. Okay, Amy, the moment when, if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. About how many years ago was it now? It could have been about six years ago. So my sister, Joanne, was diagnosed with breast cancer at 40. Not in our family at all. Like it was just such a shock to the system. And I was going, and it was a really weird time, like for many reasons. Like I was, I had gotten this part in this Jason, like small part, but part in the Jason Bourne film. Yeah. And I was filming over in the UK and I found all this out when I was over there. And I was just like, oh, it was just... Awful, and I think as well as as a kind of this like tribe of women or sisters, and I I keep being like, and you'll probably feel like this too, dear. It's <laughs> like you kind of feel like you're not untouchable, but if like you're the idea of one falling, oh you're like, hang on a second, that doesn't, that's not our dynamic. The dynamic is that we're always totally th- to here together and all that. So it was all of that, but it, so that was a really hard time. But we did always find the laughter. One time when I was like. I was in the house and I remember being real, like just feeling so bad for not really not knowing what to do. And I was like, oh, I was like, that candle smells lovely. It was a lit candle, right? I picked it up to smell it, but I was so out of it that I went to drink it and I poured hot wax all over. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All over my face and down my top. Like you I were drunk. The top. Not drunk. What? No, I was just, just like out of it. And she was kind of real, like she wasn't well. And I was like, how are you getting on? You're, That's a lovely candle. Gorgeous. And I just went like that and went all down my top. And I was like, ah. But she, I remember that was the point she was like, Amy, she was like, I actually haven't laughed like that in about six months because she'd just been through such grueling treatment. Oh my God. Yeah. And then, and then there was another thing as well that, that kind of was a real, like that we keep, we still slag me about to this day. I wrote a piece about it. So like the odd time I'd get like some, like I'd do an article for like yeah. a paper or something. And I remember around like World Cancer Day or something, writing like a whole big piece. And it was like, but it was so, uh, like, it was very meaningful and it was deep and there was depth to it and all of that kind of thing. But, um, so I sent it in. She, your woman was like, yeah, that's great. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's great, Amy. Okay. <laughs> like, whatever. And I had a title on it. Like, 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 it wasn't this, but you imagine it would be something like, you know, the hummingbird or like something yes, really yeah. lovely and beautiful. Yeah. And the article came out in the paper. I opened it up and I was like, no. <laughs> is in big bold writing the year my sister had cancer no and then this really awkward picture of me with like with like my, my makeup done and my like false eyelashes like looking like this in camera and there was like oh it's lovely Amy are you capitalising on uh, your sister's cancer there for, for headlines is it I was like oh my god I'd written this beautiful piece and I was no. like yeah it was a very good lesson learned totally. in how something can be fucking sold 
Like, and it's nothing to do with you. It was like, that's annoying. It was very annoying. And how is she now? She's great. Yes. Great, great. Like, like, like I hate being like fully recovered, but no, caught it early. Uh, the treatment was yeah, all good and. And yeah, what amazing. a terrifying time though. Terrifying time. And I think the thing as well with something like that is like for um, which we didn't understand at the time and we do now. But like for us, we were dealing with it in real time. So we find the diagnosis out and that's our family. We're like doing everything we can to help. And we're we're we are uh, sort of like absorbing that all in real time and processing it and everything. Whereas for the person and I've heard this with other people who've been through it as well. They don't start processing that whole experience until they're through, through, through treatment and essentially, hopefully, out the other side. Really? So it's like they have this delay because they're just getting their head down and being like, well, that was her case anyway. I hate to speak for everyone because she hates when people no. speak for everyone. But like, you know, like it, like she was like head down, get through this. We do the treatment. We do what we need to do and we get to the other side. But then she was saying like at the end, at the other side, she's going, oh God, who am I now? Like I've just been through this grueling thing for practically a year yeah. and now I'm just it's landing with me and I'm this new per- I'm changed because I guess yeah. it changes everything of course it, does. it changes your idea of life it changes your idea like you've been faced with your own mortality yeah so like so I thought that was always so interesting because we were kind of going this is great yeah pop the bubbles yeah right. and we did we had a party of and course. everything but then it was kind of for her it was like oh god now I have to process this like now I have to actually process what all of that was yeah. and and am I different or I'm the same? Is there a new me? Has something been taken away? And even like a, been... so, so she's a cancer survivor, essentially. But yeah. for her, that's probably like, what is that? Mm. Is that what I am? Mm. Yeah. She's, she's that person. She's the person you never thought. Or like when yes. I say, oh, my sister had cancer. I'm always like, well, that's weird. I know. Oh, that's a weird thing to say. Because that's not, you know, that's not us. I know, I know. Because it, it is a case of, oh, it won't, it won't be our family. No, totally. Yeah. Like, totally and actually I remember the morning she 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 went to the doctor about the lump and I I, I get vitamin B injections every month because of a, a thing I have like a, thi- a thing I have and um, no it's just it's called pernicious anemia it means you need vitamin B okay. injections but um, <laughs> so I met her I went, was going in to get mine before I went away to film and I met her in the surgery and I was like oh Jesus I was like what are you doing here this is mad isn't it and then she was like oh god I didn't have it and I was like oh god isn't that mad and we were like be nothing I'll see you now I'll oh see gosh. you in a couple of weeks or whatever and then literally I got the call then when I was in England and I was like oh shit but, but yeah. she's okay she's yeah she's good. okay she's doing good she's doing great good. and uh, yeah god thank god thank god yeah yeah thank god okay Amy you are no laughing matter this is where it gets a little bit deeper oh god um, it kind of has to be the maternity yeah. stuff it really does like I feel like a broken record at this point no. or like um, yeah but like the, mater- the 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 kind of better maternity care thing it was just a real I, I think and actually thinking about it so when I did the speech at the maternity march or you know uh, the better maternity care march I remember like usually if I'm writing something I'll find it like a little bit of a joke or something to yes. kind of open it up and I couldn't find anything to lighten I just it was like no we need to get to the point and we need to talk about this right now and this is absolutely ridiculous what are we doing for anyone who might know uh, yes about, <laughs> about this yeah a little explainer so basically around the time so when COVID first happened and everyone was going into lockdown yes. so did everything to do with maternity so pe- women were sort of going in to have their babies and maybe their husbands might be called literally when the when the baby was really very much coming yeah you know at a certain point in labor they would be called and they'd be allowed to be with them but generally a lot of it like you know any of your appointments everything you were doing on your own so it had gone from being a very shared experience to a very solo experience and then the world started to open up again 
and people were being allowed to, you know, go in and visit their grannies and all this and care homes. But yet nothing had changed with the maternity restrictions. So the problem is not, oh God, I'm going to have to go through this on my own. Isn't that so unfair? Like we'd all, t- we'd all took one for the team. We were all okay with it. But when it was getting to the point where everything else was opening up, yeah. like GAA matches were happening. Like the, and the thing that really kicked it off for me is I, I ended up putting up a thing on my, uh, on my Instagram page and I never talk about anything. Like I don't, like I, like I would never get into something like that. And something in me was just like, rage, I have to speak about this. Yes. And, and I think what really set it off for me was like, I was watching pregnant Irish women going on holidays, like pregnant, knowing they would come home to give birth alone. And I just couldn't get my head around that. I was yeah. like, why haven't we? And I think it was just the kind of, the, the, the and all, how, like the irony of like, you know, how we've treated women in this country and yeah. our history with the mother and baby homes. It was all just a little bit too. It's loaded. It's so loaded. Yeah. Like, and I like, yeah, it was so loaded and I don't mind doing my part or anything like that. But then it was kind of, yeah. It, so I, w- when I put out that video, it got something like very quickly, like 20,000 views. And I, I didn't have the following for 20,000 views. But I'd, and the reason I put it out was I'd, I'd gained a bit of a following after I, after I was back in line of duty the second time and locked down and everything. There obviously was a bit of a kind of a like a whoosh. And I was like, well, if I have a, even a, a tiny following, I probably should say something about this because yeah. this is just ridiculous. And yeah. sorry, to be clear, you were expecting yourself at the time, weren't you? I was, yes. sorry. I was seven <laughs> months pregnant, yeah. but hadn't told anyone, which is my usual. Oh my God. I always announced it in the last month. I hide it right up until, yeah, to, to all my fans, I do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so and I so I didn't even mention in that that I was pregnant. I was just yeah. referencing like my previous experience with my first child, my little girl, Billy, yeah. that it had been like a not very straightforward birth. And mm. I was saying like, if I had to do that again with my second, I don't know how I would cope. And uh, yeah, and it just kind of kicked off this movement. And then I, it didn't kick off the movement. The movement was very much there. Oh, good God, it was there. But it's in, it kind of, I, I ended up kind of getting swept up in yeah. it. And, uh, and, and Linda, uh, Linda from uh, Better Mater- Maternity Care, she's amazing activist. And she had been through it from the very beginning. And she kind of was going, will you talk at the march? And will you do this? Because she was just saying, for some reason, your video spoke to a few people. I think it was, I think what, it, what my video did possibly was I kept saying like, I don't understand. And yeah. I'm just asking questions. I don't understand. Where does the book stop? Why is this happening? Can someone explain it to me? And nobody could. And I think yeah. that's it. Because I think we're so afraid to ask questions because you don't want to look stupid. Yes. And, and especially anything political or anything like that, I would be terrified of sort of speaking up about or, or getting it wrong. Mm. So I was literally probably asking what every other woman in Ireland was going Sorry, what? Why? Yeah. You know. So yeah, it really wasn't like, and 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 then uh, that two weeks after, then I gave birth to River, my baby boy. I end up speaking outside, um, uh, outside the doll, and 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 uh, talking about, uh, yeah, d- just talking about like this is ridiculous, yeah. and we need to sort of like make a change and then things started to kind of move a bit they're still not where they should no. be but they yeah it did make a difference forward. a massive it, difference it seemed to really lift I think as well like it's probably quite a good like showcase showcase of like hey here's someone who's just given birth two weeks ago she should not be here yes she should not be standing up at this point totally. what have you done to her like totally. yeah and it was kind of like and, and that was the thing as well I was like no one wants to be here I was like I so don't want to be here like no 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 but um yeah and and the energy and the and it, it, like I, you know that day was amazing that at the march was so powerful and yeah it, it just couldn't 
I couldn't find the joke in it. Okay, Amy, the person you always laugh with. So I was, I, I, before today, I actually was going to say my husband, Sean, because we do have a great laugh together. And uh, and that has been the basis kind of of like our whole our whole relationship. <laughs> Just sort of find it very amusing. But uh, I actually remembered then um, one of my really good friends, we met in drama school, his name is Jimmy. And we get so giddy together and like a joke will we will like we will do a joke to death like the Mm -hmm. commitment we put into jokes or like ideas of stories or like there's a thing there's an SNL um, music video of like the Christmas candle and we send Mm -hmm. it to each other every year it's basically how you know you always like recycle the same candle and send it around (laughs) to be like oh yeah I have a present for you here's this candle (laughs) so he went to the like the extreme of like making me my own Christmas candle (laughs) like 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 writing all the the lyrics to the song, like boxing it up, like posting it to me, like one Christmas, like the commitment to the joke is just second to none. Or like I remember one time years ago, we were doing this fringe play and I was the one in the play uh, for whatever way it was like, you know, it was obviously very fringe, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we didn't have like stage managers and all that kind of thing. Oh. So like my character was kind of moving the props around the stage. <laughs> it's always the way. It's always the way. We're very like, oh my God. And I, one night there was one prop out of all the nights that I, I did it right. One prop I didn't leave out for some girl and afterwards she was just like that fucking bitch Amy like didn't you know I can't believe like that's so you know like that's so awful and how dare she and all this kind of stuff so then Jimmy coined (laughs) coined the name the Amy for me (laughs) and he's just like oh the Amy the Amy doesn't want anyone else to be successful it's the Amy (laughs) and like two and again the commitment to the joke was like he made an entire An entire program for the show about the Amy Stop. and like the cast list was just like the Amy and then someone else played by the Amy. Like it's just like I love that. I just picture him going into the printers. Hi, could I get this print? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like no big deal or anything. I just I'm just how many? Like hundred, two hundred just one. Just one for my friend. Okay, Amy, um a time where you had the last laugh. This is a tricky one, but actually I think it is just the million rejections I got from the millions of drama schools. Love these stories. Yeah, it was just like, I remember I started doing English studies in Trinity and then was just like, oh no. <laughs> no, thank <laughs> I was you. like, no, this is a lot of reading and not very much <laughs> drama for my liking. <laughs> so I sort of just swiftly left. And then I spent that year uh, uh, auditioning for drama schools. Oh, and the rejection, like just constantly rejected. Uh, and putting so much work into my piece like and it's so sad because they're these two tiny little monologues like, how can you beat the shit out of them more like you are literally yeah. just this tiny you know well here I'm talented oh, um, so yeah. you have a contemporary and a uh, oh, you contemporary and a, yeah, and, and a Shakespeare and, and, go, then, oh. and I was like I think I was Ooh. 18 or 19 at the time so I was kind of going like what like like what characters can I play? You know, it was know. all this kind of oh ridiculousness. And I did a load in London and I did a couple over here. And then I remember like getting to a recall point and one over here and the artistic director was just like, yeah, there's war going on outside. Like, psh, what do you know? What do you know? What does an actor do? What does an actor do when people are saving lives or, you know, like all this kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, like it, it was so like, you know, like he was obviously trying to see, could I handle it? Cause I was right. so young or something. So I was like, he's like, what does an actor do? And I was like, um, like entertain people. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, it was just awful. Um, so, so many rejections, but what it taught me definitely, and it was happening so early on 
was like I then went to a drama school that was very focused like once you left they were like we'll support you if you want to make your own shows like we'll help you with like rehearsal space and stuff like that like yeah. always stay in touch and so I always kind of had this in my mind of like well I'll make my own stuff and I'll do that and and I always ha- and I always very much felt from the get-go like mine was not the sort of the regular route it wasn't that like and now I go to you know and now I go to Trinity and then I get this job in this theatre or then I get like and then I get this agent. It was never like that. My yeah. my path was just like, like so um, bonkers, so bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the people at home, uh, I did a sort of a snaky move, a snaky move with my hand. <laughs> so there you go. It made me so resilient, and it made me so confident because I ended up writing about five or six one woman shows. Then even yeah, at one point, and was like throwing them on, like yeah. getting them on wherever any space I could. So it kind of makes you, yeah, it makes you res- resilient, and it makes you. What was the yes phone call? That was the one that you kind of go, oh, that was the coolest day ever. I do have to say the first line of duty that yeah. I was in when I got that call and I've never had that reaction to a job. I was like, I'm fucking delighted. <laughs> I was like, I'm fucking delighted. My agent just started laughing. He's like, okay. And I was like, no, that's, I'm fucking Because I just couldn't believe. I was like, it's, 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 it's a scouse. Yeah. And it's, and this is BBC. Yeah. And this is like. And and they didn't. I didn't know anybody. I didn't, like. It's not like they were like, "Oh, we like Amy. She's yeah, our yeah. mate," or anything like that. I was like, "It does happen sometimes." Yes. Yeah. And then I think then the email from Jed saying that he wanted to bring me back. That was then another like. <sighs> I'm like, fucking delighted again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking delighted. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah real moment. Yeah. Okay, Amy. If laughter wasn't the best medicine, what would be? Apart from. Coffee, wine, and salpadine. Um, <laughs> you sound like Joanne McNally. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, her show was so good. Oh, oh, anyway, don't get me started. Um, I know. Um, uh, yoga, which actually contradicts all the other three I said. <laughs> yeah. But you know, sometimes needs must. But yoga, really? Um, yeah, I like. I really. Oh, I know. know you're, yeah, if you're not into it, some people are like, "Oh no, it's too slow," or it's too. You know, you can find a, a level, a style, a, a flow to suit you. It can be easier. It can be harder uh, it's just the idea of working working crap out of my body I love and I do not like gyms I do not like beating myself off any machine <laughs> I cry when when I go to any of those you know those it's not boot camp is it the TRX things oh or something oh god yeah God, like I kind of leave anxiety inducing yeah and I kind of leave with this weird hysterical laughter slash crying or like <laughs> that's really oh my god like I feel like I've been sort of abused in some way <laughs> my soul is just like no um, so I love the kind of nature of the kind of the 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 I guess yeah it's 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 more like like gymnastics I love gymnastics as a kid yes. like you know so it's more, it feels more like dance or gymnastics it feels like my kind of thing it's expressive it's expressive and then you kind of and it is re- it's really good for me for tuning in to like where I'm really stressy kind of stressy or anything like that or like or like even when I'm shooting something if I'm freezing and I've spent the week which I had been recently like literally doing this then I'm like oh I'm doing some and then I do some back <laughs> o- you know some shoulder openers and I'm like mm. oh I'm back in the room so yeah I just it's Yoga is just a tonic. Okay, Amy, your quick fire round. Are you ready for okay, it? Yes. Okay. I think. The actor that always makes you laugh. Jonah Hill. Oh, love, yes. Love, yeah. Love, love. These are hard because you go with the you go with the one, the typical one. Yeah. And then I had to rack my brains and I just let it sit with me. And then I was like, Jonah fucking Hill. Yes. Like he, because like, 
I love that he make he finds the funny in everything, even when it's a serious thing. Or yeah, was it? Isn't it? Is is that the film? Don't look up the one about oh the yeah, climb crisis. Yeah, I was like he was just. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, he's genius in is it. He? He's so good in it. Like Meryl Streep, obviously Queen is brilliant <laughs> in it as well. I think she's playing his, his mother. But yeah, it's uh, it's he's so good. I think he outdoes everyone in The Wolf of Wall Street. Yes, just yes, so good in that. So good. Yeah. Like and and that's it. It's like that you can do both. That you can do the series. Like and that just shows he's an amazing actor because comedy is really really hard. Yeah. But he finds the funny in everything. So yeah. it's so nice. So nice. So nice. Okay, Amy, the actress that always makes you laugh. And again, I was going to go for the usual Kirsten Wig one, but <laughs> I remembered today, Catherine Han, and Catherine you will know her. Han. Google this. Google her. Is it K or a C? K. So right. Catherine Hang. <laughs> Catherine Hang <laughs> is not her name. Catherine Han. <laughs> she's like she's in Step Brothers oh as the wife. Yes, yes. I love her. She's and she finds the funny now in in Parks and Recreation. She's the the campaign manager. You know, uh, Amy. If you haven't seen Parks and Recreation, oh my god, do yourself a favor and just binge the whole thing. It's I love stellar. her. Yeah. She's in everything, but you don't know she's in everything. That's so she's true. one of those careers that I'm like, that is such a deadly career. And she I, comes in and she nails it, but she's not this big, mad, famous head. I she's regularly in, quote her from uh, from Anchorman when she's like, Ron Burgundy will read anything off the teleprompter when I say anything. <laughs> I mean, uh, nee, say. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> she's so good. That's so accurate. Sorry, that's such a good impression. <laughs> yes. Sorry, it just came to my mind. She's also the wife and stepbrothers in the yes. car. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And we just watched that clip before I actually <laughs> left. I was like, I was like, so good. And she's like, I yeah. want to roll you up into a bottle and stuff you up in <laughs> your vagina. And you know she's totally improv that line. Like that's what's so good about her. Like you just know she just comes in and she's like, yeah, those are cool lines, but let me just. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's such an awakening. Okay, I'm going to go watch all her movies tonight. Yeah. Okay, the movie that makes you laugh out loud. This is kind of boring, but (laughs) Bridesmaids. Man, I know. I I can't think of anything else that literally when it is on, I'll just be like, I'll just like slowly start like slipping into the chair. (laughs) You know, the way you're like, I'm going to bed now. No, I'm going to bed. I'm having an early night. Oh, it's on where she, okay. You know, like you're just like, I don't, it was such a revelation as well because it was like, yes, women are funny. They are funny. We've been funny the whole time. Like, you know, and the one, um, the, oh God, the bit where Kristen Wiig, or Kristen Wiig comes in, um, you know, when she's trying, she's like, she's because your one's giving her volume or something and she puts on the glasses and she's coming into first glass and she's like no I don't know who that is no no and she's just like falling off oh it's so good and she's like what's your name stove yeah. like, Steve <laughs> why, are you, why are you called after an appliance yeah or oh, oh sorry the way that they nailed sorry just a bridesmaid pre-taking club here the way that they nailed that thing that girls do like that bitchy girls do like where she goes up and she's like so we've been best friends for years and thank you so much and then the next girl comes up and she's like so we're actually better friends because you know and when you look at me with just a look just a look you know oh it's so perfect it's yeah. amazing sorry okay the comedian that makes you laugh out loud uh, Eliza Schlesinger I can't it takes me now I'm saying her name slowly because I can't quite pronounce it properly um, she is like she's this American uh, and she's got amazing Netflix specials like one of them is uh, The Elder Millennial and uh, one about getting married and She's just had a baby recently, but like, if you haven't seen her Netflix special, it's so, what I love about it is it's so smart. Okay. Like it's so funny and it's so smart and she uses her physicality to like, and it's always like talking about women where she's just like their little like, you know, like, oh, I'm not, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it because I'm not going to do it justice. I I love how you start doing the impression. I'm like, no. Yeah, Yeah, just no. And finally, 
Amy DeVrew. Yes. Your best or worst joke? So, <laughs> I have a confession to make. I can't tell jokes. Ah, come on. No, like, I can't. And then my nephew told me one this morning, something about muesli and was swept under by a current. <laughs> but I can't remember who drowned in the muesli. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's literally like, like one line ones. Well, we love your honesty. Yeah. I'm Amy DeBruyne, have you enjoyed yourself? I have had a great time. <laughs> had a ball. <laughs> the lads are very supportive, aren't they? Yeah, Co- they're lovely. Couple of you have tweeted and been like, I love the way you can hear the lads laugh. I know. It's great, isn't it? I know, because I feel like, <laughs> like, like, I'm just, I'm so gassed, guys. <laughs> Stop laughing at all my jokes. <laughs> Amy DeBruyne, thank you so, so much for sharing the last oh. few Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Laughs of Your Life podcast with Amy DeVroom. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, as always, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate and review. It massively helps the show if you do. I hope you're enjoying our new release days of Monday. This podcast is produced by Chemistry Media and Collaborative Studios. And this season of the Laughs of Your Life podcast is brought to you by FNF Fashion at Tesco. Mm-hmm.